sun was shining, I was laying in bed, wondering if she'd change it all if her hair was still red. Welcome to another episode of Sideline Saunas and Three Team Parlays. I'm Crouchy, he's Oge. You listen to the hottest podcast in the Keweenaw. So Oge, we are back in Studio One. Probably a little better that we're here drinking coffee and we're off the bourbon this week, hey? Yeah, back to real life. That was a that was a doozy of an episode last week. I guess so. So, um, but a lot of fun with George and, and his podcast. But we're back to the grinding it out here in, in Studio One. And yeah, and just so listeners get it, I could be out hunting right now. Should be out hunting right now, but I'm not. Here I am on Gay Hill in Studio One doing this podcast. I should be in the woods watching Blue Jays eat my corn. <laughs> yeah, I got a good, probably a better chance of seeing deer out my window here than from Mobile One. Where, yeah, it's, where... it's been a it's been a little bit of a grind in the Magic Bus, but uh, we'll get back at it tonight, maybe see how things go with the football games today. So, what uh, what are we gonna hit first here? High school football playoffs. Where are we at? Well, um, let's just kind of wrap. Let's 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 skip that for a second. Volleyball. Um, the Cali yeah. McCopper Kings. Uh, Bowed out to Traverse City in the quarterfinal the other day. Yeah, and I see St. Francis. Then they did win their semifinal game, so they're in the state championship. They got they got they, beat yesterday by okay, some, Saturday, yeah. by something 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 Christian. Was it uh, close? Three one, I think. Three one. Three one. From what I saw, I didn't watch. I just saw the scores this morning. But yeah, I felt bad for the girls. You know, Kate also. They just trying to get over that hump to get to that, get the program to that next level. But you know, it was listening to it. Cal won the first set, I think 24, 25-19, something like that, and really had control of that second one, and, you know, woulda, coulda, but probably probably should have won that second set, lost control of it at the end and ended up losing. Third one was 25-23, um, and, then, and then they just didn't, didn't have much left in that last, you know, in the fourth one. So, But from what I heard, and you had watched it too, it sounds like San Francisco was just outstanding defensively. Yeah, I, I actually watched it. I know we, we rip on volleyball a lot, and <clears throat> they haven't completely implemented all of our rules yet, but I did watch that Cal, Cal and St. Francis game, and I got to say this. Calumet played really well. St. Francis played out of their mind defensively. Like, if you pretend you're like a kid diving and hitting balls, this is what they did the whole time. So I don't know if that's how St. Francis plays all the time, but, man, they, they were defensively, they just, they were so tough. And I, I thought Cal girls played well. They could have won. So, uh Tip of the hat to, to Coach Bonacorsi in the Copper King Volleyball Program. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to be back and, and reload for next year. So wish they could have got it done, but it it didn't happen. Um, Lakeland and Hubble, football. Oh, that was uh, – they bowed out last week in the semis at Marion. That was the night we did the – no, when did they lose? Saturday, correct? Saturday, yeah. yeah and we did the podcast. The for, night before. Right. Yeah, so that was – they. and again, um, as I and I stand by this, and I think we have a lot of our tens of fans now that are on board with me, but Marion is the my most hated school in the planet. Lake Linden played a, a great game. Um, I did watch the film. I watched the, the ver both the live version and the, the team version, and they played well. Marion was good. You know, Marion was much bigger, and a couple, and again, I don't want to dink on the officials. We've been 
getting after people for doing that. But come on, let's hear it. Nail uh, them. Pretty pretty poor pass interference call at the end. Uh, the game was tied. I think was it 26, 26, like four minutes ago, and there was a pretty, I'm gonna call it questionable at best pass interference call that put them down there. And then as Lakeland was trying to come back at the end, there was a clock situation that an official made a call that just he must watch some NFL, but just a couple of things at the end. And unfortunately, those calls are are taking the spotlight over a great season by the Lakes and, and a great performance on the road in a in a dump of a town, Marion. Um, so congratulations to those guys. But um, eight-man football finals were then yesterday. Um, you probably didn't watch them. No, but I, I did hear of a crazy finish to a game at the Dome yesterday in eight-man. Yeah. I think it was Martin versus Inland Lakes. Is that correct? It is. So Why don't you explain this one to well, our Well, i got to be honest with you. I don't even have a horse in the race, a dog in the fight, whatever cliche you want to say. But I am absolutely livid with what I saw here. Indian, Indian Lakes uh, played Blake Linden early in the year, and they actually beat Lake Linden. It was like 40 to 40 at halftime. I mean, they had a good team, and they advanced. And so they, they kind of dominated the game. I was going back and forth with them in the Michigan game on TV, and they – they were up 20 nothing, and at, right at the end of the game, it was 26-14, to 14 and they were like inside the 10-yard line to go up three scores, and there's under two minutes to go. And instead of scoring, they're snapping the ball and running around and then just falling down trying to run out the clock instead of just scoring a touchdown and going up three scores. So make a long story short, I got very annoyed because Martin gets the ball with a minute 16 to go, down two scores on their own 15-yard line. What do you think the win probability was there? It couldn't have been much. So they go down and score, and of course, they onside kick. Again, this is a minute 16 in the game, and they onside kick. They get the onside recovery. They putts around a little bit, and then on the last play of the game, the quarterback rips off about a 35-yard run, and Martin is your state champion, and Indian River loses 30-26. to wonder how that bus ride home was. And I don't know why I'm annoyed at this, but just, man. Annoyed with Marion, annoyed with Indian River. Why are you not trying to score? Why are you getting so worked up over eight-man football? It's not football. It's the essence of the game. Because Mike Holmgren let the Broncos score in the Super Bowl that time. Nice. It's high school football. Score three times, but whatever. And then on the other one, Marion got, got beat pretty good by Adrian Lenoway. No, so, there you go. And uh, we have a representative from the UP in the state finals. Menominee. Yeah. 11 man. They took care of North Muskegon. Yeah, they, they were up big early, and then they had hung on at the end. But Coach Brandt on a Menominee, good, you know, I'll be rooting for them. They got their hands full with the... Lumen Christi, right? Yeah, University of Lumen Christi. Um, another one in Division Six. the old Kingsley Stags are in there. I know you're not a big okay. fan, but uh, it's going to be a Power T Division Six. What? Uh, who's in that eight finals? Division Eight. Um, Ubley and Ottawa Lake Whiteford. So did Ubley beat Beale City? Yeah, they beat Beale City by a couple scores. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Division Eight was just a just a meat grinder. Yeah, that was that was interesting, and and Beale City was the one they knocked off Iron Mountain. Right. In the quarters, correct? Yeah. Yes. Of course. So it was it, it was a it was a gauntlet to get there. And then, if you go back to previous podcasts, the football finals, speaking of getting me all cranked up again, won't be played on Friday and Saturday this year. Oh, that's right. The Penn State-Michigan State thing. I bet you if they had to do that over, they Who wouldn't be nobody doing... cares about now. How many people you think will be in Ford Field for that game on next Friday night? Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah, so they had a contract to 
take the dome or take Ford Field away yep. for the Michigan State Penn State game, which um, obviously doesn't have quite the the glamour that it might have, or at least people thought that might have at the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. So the high school people are no longer have Ford Field on Friday. Yeah, so Saturday, Sunday will be the finals. Nobody will be in there. I mean, you can call that one in. Yeah, true. True, true. You didn't even catch my Mel Tucker reference. I, I knew something was coming. <laughs> I knew something was coming. I'm just trying to be the better person with that whole deal because I wasn't very good with that for about six weeks in a row. Yeah, I'm sure you'll come around. Uh, so, uh, GLIAC football. Bear State, Grand Valley State played yesterday. Yep. 21-14, Grand Valley won. So, they beat them twice during their – or once during the regular season and got them again in the playoffs. Yep. But this goes back a number of episodes also. Yes. Like way back. And we the were early just, days. And we were, yeah, back when we didn't, when we were just amateur podcasters. <laughs> we, uh, and, and, and we were incorrect on this. Remember when we brought up that Tony Anise, the coach for Ferris State, was going to be suspended because his players were smoking cigars after the national championship game win last year. Yep. Well, we were incorrect in that his suspension was the next playoff game. So he served that suspension yesterday. So it was just the first playoff game. What did right. we think it was? Well, I thought it was the next game. Okay. We thought it was going to be, because, I mean, how do you assume they're going to make the playoffs? Yeah, I don't remember us even debating or, or talking about the, the punishment other than, you know, just going through the whole cigar fiasco. But So he missed yesterday's game, lost 21-14. And Grand Valley will move on, and Ferris goes home, and apparently they're not uh, <clears throat> they're not able to get the W's like our boys at University of Michigan are without their head coach on the sidelines. Holy cow, boy! This drama just doesn't stop there, eh? Yeah, I, I don't. We didn't talk about this a whole lot with with George last week, and I'm pretty much fed up with it. But the news was comes out the other day. Well, the first part of it was. Harbaugh and Michigan accepts a three-game ban. We're all set for them to go to court on Friday of this week and fight it. And it turns out they're not going to. I think the main reason was this bit of evidence that their linebacker coach, Chris Partridge, apparently uh, deleted some files, whatever, that he had as far as the signals from stallions that he obtained. So he got rid of it wasn't cooperating with the NCAA. They ended up finding that out. So they threw that in Michigan's face. Harbaugh just, and the, the, you know, the athletic director just said, well, we'll take the three games. Is that what you're getting? And they fired Partridge. Right. And it sounds to me like this Chris Partridge was trying to protect the program and he got caught. Right. Yeah. He was trying to apparently coax some of the players into denying that they knew any of this. And then, like I said, deleting some things. So he was the one that was going to, fall on the sword for the program and he got booted and Harbaugh's suspended and they're after this we're gonna live happily ever after. Yeah and again and and it even came out they said there was no evidence at all linking Partridge to knowing any of what Stallions was doing as far as who's going to these games. It's some booster. They call him Uncle Yeah and, and the guy that they something. thought that was he came out and said I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never been called that he was Totally, the, the booster that they think was Uncle T or Cousin T or whatever the hell it this was. This isn't the same booster that was doing with like with Weber and Rose in the Fab Five, is it? No. Ed Martin? Ed Martin, no. I think um, he passed on. But, yeah, so he, he's denied it. Um, there's no evidence at all linking Harbaugh to knowing any of this either. It's 
the, the tough part is not being able to say anything, not being able to hear from their side at all. And it's got to be tough on him, too, sitting back and watching these games. Yeah, and it's just, again, it's nonsense. I, I think the whole thing is foolish. I think you'll probably see some rule changes down the road. But um, I just want to wrap this up and move on. I mean, enough with this. I mean, he's going to be he's suspended. He's going to miss one more game, yada, yada, yada. But um, what are your takes on that game yesterday? Um, well, he had a hell of a start. They, they came out, were, had some snap to them, but obviously Maryland played really well. Maryland's good offensively. That quarterback is tough. They got into a little bit of a rhythm. Um, I think when it's all said and done, I, I think they needed something like that a little bit. I think they needed a grinder, you know, to get in that fourth quarter and have to, you know, convert some big third downs. Um, and, and they had to earn that win yesterday on the road. So I, to me, I think it was a good thing. I'm a little worried about two injuries. Roman Wilson got hurt. He got drilled. You know, mm -hmm. the receiver never came back. He was in street clothes the second half. And then that big lineman, Hinton. Yeah. Um, he was helped off the field, too. Looks like a knee or something. So a little worried about those two coming into the, the big week here with Ohio State coming up. So we'll see. But I think it was a good thing for them. They needed to grind out a kind of a clunker of a game, and they haven't had that all year, really. And I'm a little, a little bit more concerned with them than I thought I'd be at this point. I mean, by by no means am I somebody that wants to chuck the ball all over the field, but doesn't it look to me like they're they can't throw the ball? I mean, they're just running the ball like is it out of spite or something? I mean, Maryland loaded that box and they weren't going to let them run, it and they just kept pounding on pounding on it. Do we have a play action pass in that offense or? Yeah, I don't know if it's. I'm a little bit worried about that. Maybe side. they're maybe they're hold, holding back, hiding some things. I don't well, know. They, the Penn State thing I thought was just. Uh, when they ran it 32 consecutive times in the second half to yeah. ice a game, I thought that was just a middle finger to the Big Ten right there or whoever else. Um, but, yeah, they, they sure want to, you know, just choke those choke the teams out in the second half with that running game, and I don't think they're going to be able to pull that off against Ohio State. J.J. McCarthy's got to have a good game to win this. this, this oh, no, no question. He's, he's got to have, like, the a 15 for 22 for a 218 yards and zero – turnovers right and they're going to need that out of him with Ohio State coming but, in but even yesterday there was times when they, they probably should like I said a little you know a little play action here and there I mean Maryland was was, was hell-bent on stopping that run mm -hmm. and I just I, I I guess I expect more like we keep saying they're holding back they're holding back they're gonna but but I mean are we really saving it for the last I mean it's the end of the season now yeah it's it'll be interesting I, I think uh you know, they, they know the, the stakes and everything else with that game, and it's both teams 11-0 and again. So I can't wait. It's it's one of my favorite Saturdays of the year, especially the last two years. So Yeah, no no question. What else in uh, college football? Uh, I don't know. I, they, well, we talked about Iowa. What in the – That's three straight weeks I've taken the under, and it's coming it's come through again. They so, were favored by two and a half and couldn't cover. Wow. Well, they should have lost the dang game. Yeah. They, I mean, I watched three quarters of that. That is why. Oh, were you in your? It's like probably more exciting than watching Blue Jays eat your corn. Exactly. Yeah, Holy that cow. that is rough. They know how to ugly up a game, but boy, it's brutal watching that. And and they the under was thirty two and a half, and uh, they score late to beat Illinois and, and get another win. Win the Big Ten West. And they're gonna play Michigan or Ohio State yes. in that game. How many points do you think? How many points do you think Iowa is gonna score in the Big Ten championship game? Um. 
13. You think they'll get 13? I think they're going to get one TD, two field goals. Yeah, 13. Again, Thirty thirty to thirteen, Sing, some, something like I that. I would, if I were a gambling man, I'd say single digits. Holy cow, are they ugly? And again, I don't even watch a lot of it, but ah, oh, such is life. Hey, how about how about our Washington Huskies last night? Yeah, that's oh, I had Oregon State. Everybody was talking about Oregon State, Oregon State, Oregon State. In our driving rainstorm. Yeah, um, and then Washington hung on and won. That safety was the difference, hey? Yes, it was. It was a good game. Um, I didn't. What was the final? Twenty-two twenty. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Heck of a game. I had Oregon State, so they were a point favorite. Did not cover, obviously. Other than that, I don't know. Georgia rolled. People are down on Georgia too, and every week they just say no, and they just slap people around. Yeah, they piss pounded Tennessee. Alabama had the day off with whatever clown group they played against. Chattanooga. Yeah, there you go. In fact, that's a real school. Question then: As the what happens if uh, Alabama beats Georgia? Texas wins out. You putting Texas in or you putting Alabama in? Boy, hey. Who's got the better Texas? Texas beat them head to head. Beat them head to head, yeah. But that I was mean, week. Was that week one? Yeah, I think you got it. How do you argue against that though? Alabama beats Georgia, wins the SEC, and you're gonna put Texas in. Well, there's another thing that's gonna come into play, and, and a very unfortunate thing, because Florida State's been having a hell of a year. Right. Did you see what happened there? No. Quarterback. Gruesome, gruesome really? leg injury. Yeah. So Who did they play yesterday? Um Chattanooga Tech, I have no idea. They had an easy win? I think so. So the quarterback is yeah. done. Yeah. Oh, so boy. that changes things. So is that gonna come into play now with uh I mean, how do you put Florida State in without their quarterback? Well, I mean, they it might take care of itself. I mean, they're gonna have who do they who are they gonna play in their conference championship game? North Carolina, Clemson. I don't know who else is in the ACC that's any good. Yeah, that's a good question. So that'll be interesting because that's going to be a little. Let's take a look at that. Get that in the notes for next week. Because that's going to, you know, if Florida State wins out, they deserve to be in there, right? I would say so. But if they don't have a chance because their their star quarterback is out, is that going to impact those people that make those decisions? Maybe they should get us on there and look at we could help them out, hey? We got to be getting close to being able to get a vote in this stuff. There's, I mean, we should have a Heisman vote too. <laughs> the next goal. All right, let's uh, let's recap a little NAU hoops, Oge. Northern Arizona, the Lumberjacks, they had a busy week to say the least, hey? Yeah, they got some games in, that's for sure. Opening with uh, last Sunday, they they had their big one with Grand Canyon, who's tough. And did yeah, not go are. very well for them. So Grand Canyon, I forgot, they were in the tournament last year. And I think Bryce Drew was the coach, right? I believe That's so. What he yeah. said, yeah. So that game didn't go too well for him. No, eighty-nine fifty-five loss. Um, but I watched a little bit of it. I got to be honest with this. ESPN Plus thing is good. There's a lot of. I yesterday I was able to flip in on a lot of college games that you normally don't get on TV. Well, they had an earlier game yesterday, mm -hmm. and the day before, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Purdue Fort Wayne. So. Anyway, they, they end up get, getting a win on Wednesday after that tough loss. They beat uh, Seattle 62-60, to 60, so they grinded one out there. And that one, I watched that one, and I even woke up and saw the end because it was so bloody late. But, uh, yeah, they they had about a 10-point lead. Seattle, again, is apparently has a university. I knew nothing about this. And they, in uh, Northern Arizona, hit a shot at the buzzer to, to win. Uh, we got a couple of texts from Coach Burkhardt that night after we congratulated. <clears throat> So they got their win up there, and that, then they headed to Phoenix for a tournament. 
Yeah, they uh, opened that up with a tough loss to Purdue-Fort Wayne. Um, probably, it, it seemed like the game was always that six to eight point difference for them. You know, they just right. couldn't couldn't get over that that hump to get to get it into uh, a one possession type game down the stretch. And uh, Purdue-Fort Wayne hung on, got a ten point win, but they bounced back uh, yesterday, seventy-eight sixty-nine. Yeah, big win over VMI. So four games in a week is tough, and you, you split and. And the best part about that is you come off a win, and where are our Lumberjacks headed this week for their games, Oge? Oh, boy, Hawaii. At Hawaii on Tuesday. That's a hell of a little little trip for the crew. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anything where the University of Hawaii is or any of that stuff, but Hawaii is still Hawaii, right? It's obviously an island in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, it uh, should be fun. I think, uh, you know, we... <clears throat> Talked to Coach briefly, um, just some texting back and forth, but I think he feels pretty good about his team right now. And uh, the, the fact that they're getting, some of these guys are getting more experience on the court, playing big minutes, that their roles will change once these other guys come back. You know, one of their best players is still hurt. I think two starters are out. Yep. Um, so that, that puts some pressure on some of these other guys, uh, younger guys, to, to play a different role right now, and I think that's going to help them in the end. Once those guys come back, their roles will change. But I think uh, I think he feels good about his team, just judging from from chatting with them. Yeah, and I, I've watched a little bit about of these games, and I think they do a good job. I think they're gonna they're gonna be a tough out in the Big Sky. I, they really are. I mean, you look at some of these teams that they've lost. I mean, the UConn thing is is one thing, but then the Grand Canyon is actually a pretty good program. Yeah, they'll have them down the road again, so it'll be really interesting to see how how game two goes with with that university, the Antelopes. Um, yeah, other than that, I'm not sure what else to say there. Good, hope they pull it off against Hawaii. We'll see what happens yeah, on Tuesday. Who knows what time that game will be on? How far away is Hawaii in time zones? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be on vacation at that point anyway. But your Northern Arizona basketball update has been brought to you by Poor Man's Epoxy, your choice of local handcrafted epoxy products in Lakeland and Michigan. No custom project is too big or too small. Check out poormansepoxy.com or contact Brett at 369-0684 to get your project rolling. We got a good crowd cheese corner today, Oj. We we, uh, we got a really good. We actually have had a lot of good ones, but early on, and it was was it the first interview we did? I don't know if it was the first, but it was. Uh, I know it was the first one we did Zoom wise, right? We recorded, did a Zoom meeting, and yep. recorded it. So um, it might be. It goes back a ways. Yeah, back to March prior to the NFL draft. Um, we, we visited with, with Jake Witt going into the draft, and then this week we, we sat down with, with Jake again and got an update on all that. And you think going from being drafted, that, that, that great contract, and then dealing with this injury and how he's approaching it. But what, what, a, what a pleasure it is to sit and talk with him. Eh? Yeah, he's a great kid, and, and uh, you know, certainly awesome of him to take some time and, and babble with us a little bit about, about the stuff going on. But really cool just listening to him talk about the draft night um, and what went down there. And, you know, obviously some frustration with the injury that happened right away, but he's handling that really well and rehabbing with the Colts. Um, so, yeah, it's a great interview, and, and obviously we had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, and like I said, I can't – and I think we talked to him about but the way he's approaching this injury. I mean, what what a what a professional, I guess, would be the way to go about it. Plus, he also mentioned he might have been buying some of our apparel. Okay, Oj, so we have a very special guest with us here today. Um, Jake Wood is joining us again. 
Uh, thanks for joining us, Jake. Absolutely. Good to talk with you guys again. You know, last time we were sitting here uh, talking with you, you were hopeful that uh, you were going to be drafted. That was a, a quite a few months ago and a lot of, a lot of days ago and quite a few things have happened since then. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. It's been quite a process, you know, crazy past six months, but yeah, I ended up getting drafted in Indianapolis in the seventh round. That was crazy. I mean, the whole draft party experience with everybody there that was crazy. And then from there on, you know, it's just been go, 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 go ever since, you know, down here in Indianapolis. Well, let's, let's get back right away, Jake, and talk. You got to get us, give us the details on that, on that whole draft day experience. And, uh, you know, we were, of course, everybody up here is, is probably paying more attention to draft than we ever did when you get into those later rounds. But, you know, once you got into the fifth round of the draft and, and now it's, it's your, it's your time, right. Where you think, okay, there's chances. So how does that whole thing work? When did you, when did you realize that you, you were getting the call or did you know, just give us, give us a little bit of a, your thoughts on how that whole thing went down. Yeah, it was crazy. You know, day one and two, I was just watching to watch, you know, I knew I wasn't going to get hit in those rounds, but after day two, you know, I had a couple of coaches that called me a couple of scouts and they said they were going to try to get me in day three. They had these picks and these rounds, that kind of stuff. So I knew there was interest. I didn't know where I'd go. You never know. I had heard anywhere from, it could, could have been any day three to a, a undrafted free agency pick, but I had no clue. So we started day three and I kind of had on my uh, phone, I was keeping on the teams that I knew were very interested. I knew the ones that had a lot of picks that were interested in day three and I was keeping tabs and it was going down. I, and I'd get a call from my agent. I'd feel my phone buzzing. I'm like, is this it? Nope. It's my agent. Get a call. And then there were some coaches calling me saying, we're going to go in, we're going to try to get you right here. So I'd pick it up and um, I would, I, I would see that it was the coach. I'd think, is this it? Nope. And anyways, it kept going through that. Uh, through rounds five, six, round seven rolls around and a team that was very interested in me, they said they were going to take me in round seven because they had had, I don't think three or four picks in the seventh round at that to start the day. They had traded away three of those four picks or two of those three, whatever. So they had one at the very end. Um, but Indianapolis ended up selecting me, you know, there with that 236th pick. And that was crazy. I just, I picked up my phone. I felt it buzzing. It said in all caps, Indianapolis Colts. So I kind of thought that was the call, right? There's actually a cool video on YouTube. I think you can see where Chris Ballard, the time he calls me and says, Hey Jake, we're going to pick it here, this and that. So I picked it up. It was, um, the assistant to the GM and said, Hey, is this Jake? I said, yep. So, okay, we're going to transfer you to the GM. So I picked it up. It was Chris Ballard. He said, Hey Jake, how's it going? I said, good. So we're going to take you right here. And I kind of signaled to the people in the room that were with me and they got the idea at that point. And then he gave the phone to coach Steichen. We talked for five, 10 seconds, said, we're excited to have you and uh, hung up the phone. And that was probably three, four minutes before it came on the TV. So we are just sitting there. We were all excited, but the true moment of excitement and realization was when it came across on the TV. So that was, it was an awesome time. You know, I had a bunch of great friends, family. We had it downstate uh, at my uncle's place. So my grandparents were able to be there and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was wondering about that, if it was if, how that worked. So you knew, you guys knew three, four minutes ahead of time and then just waited for the TV thing. Well, that's, that's cool. Um, did you did you think at all of, of telling him uh, no you're gonna pass and waiting for another team to draft you? 
that come across your mind? <laughs> no, no. I, I loved Indianapolis when they, they had came up, come up to work me out. Loved the goal line coach. You know, he was a, he was a great guy. They were the first team to reach out to me last fall, actually, um, their local regional scout. So I felt very comfortable with them. I felt good with the offensive line coach. Like I said, when he came up, had a good conversation with them, a good Zoom beforehand. And then ever since I've been down here, and you know, I'm super glad it's it's good. It's in the Midwest. It's not too far from home, but it's something different. And, uh, yeah, I think it's just a great fit for me down here. Well, I will tell you this. You might have been downstate, uh, but you probably heard the the huge cheer across the whole Upper Peninsula when your name was called because everybody was pretty fired up uh, to see a, a kid like you. A kid. I'm going to still call you a kid even though you're a grown man in the NFL, but <laughs> everybody was so happy. You could probably hear the cheers all the way downstate. Um, when your name was selected, truly everybody in the UP was was fired up, you know, because one of their own had been taken. Yeah, no, it was fun. And I, I had people sending me pictures and videos when they were at various places in Marquette or Houghton or back home, you know, when it came across the TV. I was seeing stuff. I mean, Facebook kind of exploded because I was friends with everybody. It felt like from Ontonagon County on Facebook, they were sharing stuff. It was it was a lot of fun. And you've I mean, I really felt that UP support, and that was maybe one of the most special things about it for her. So, so I guess we got to get into the next part of this. Um, you know, you, you you get drafted, you you sign the contract, which you know that was that whole thing's amazing. But um, you know, things didn't go well for you there, and you you got an injury you're dealing with, and and you know, how did that whole thing go down? Yeah. Um... You know, it was just a non-contact injury. It was the first week of camp right at the end of the week and just yeah, ended up going down with a hip injury, had surgery on it about a week after that. They got me right on the right on the table to get surgery so we could get that fast forwarded. It was a good conversation, you know, between um, myself, the trainer, the medical staff, um, ownership, all that stuff, the general manager and the coaches. Everybody was on the same page, you know, with me being – a long-term project. They knew that I wasn't drafted and be, you know, playing in year one, right. They were going to keep me inactive to develop me. And which uh, this is a good year for me then knowing that I can just learn the playbook without having to go out on Sundays and just push right into it. Right. With, you know, my experience at the position being limited experience in football, this is a good year. Obviously it stinks um, being sidelined, but they knew like we, we all had a plan the whole time that it was going to be a longer process for me. It was going to be a few year process and they're very patient with me, which is nice to know. Um, nice to hear from that organization. So, yeah, it's just unfortunate that I got injured, but you know, it all, everything happens for a reason. That might've been what I needed was to get a little bit more time of learning. So you had the surgery and now your, your, all your rehab, are you, is it being done in the Colts facility? Where, like, where are you at doing all this? Yep. Everything's at the facility. Um, yeah, I'm six days a week at the facility with uh, rehab. So it's, it's a busy schedule. Um, you know, I come in, do rehab in the morning, go out, watch practice, go to the meetings in the afternoon and then head home. So it's a good, you know, seven 30 to five 30 day. It's a long day, but it's good. Yeah. Everything's at the Colts facility, you know, the best medical staff in the NFL, they were uh, voted last year. So I think I'm in good hands with them and, yeah, everything's been great as far as rehab goes. I think uh, the, the approach you're taking to that is is phenomenal. Um, understanding that 
you're you're also you're not just injured. You're there to rehab yourself, but you're also getting an advantage learning the playbook and a lot of the things that you would have probably had to learn on the fly. So um, I commend you for the, you know that approach to it. That's that's what you look for in an athlete, and that's another another trait that we've always been very pleased with you is that that character and the way that you, your work ethic to get you to where you are. Yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. It's, you know, like I said, it's uh, everything happens for a reason. It's a great year for me to kind of learn it more slowly, learn it at my pace, not being pushed in on Sundays. And it's been good. You know, the playbook's a lot more intense than it was at college or than ever, anything I've ever seen. So, which is, which is nice to get some time to learn it. Uh, you know, I have a great, great bunch of teammates, you know, on the team overall, especially the offensive line that, you know, helped me learn everything through that. So it's not, it's a little bit more complicated than that playbook at, an eight-man football at Ewan? Yeah, we kind of just ran the, the – I would look over at the quarterback, and he would signal what route I ran that play. Usually they go. He's like, yeah, we can we can get something going on this go route. So that's – yeah, a lo- little bit more in-depth, I guess you could say, than the eight-man Ewan Trout Creek on Tanagan playbook. I think you should have just told the, the medical staff at, with the Colts that you'd be better off going home and lifting and rehabbing and bruises and, and just doing all your stuff at ETC High, and you'll see him again next summer. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that that might not go over too well if I said that. Yeah, good bring it back, get up in the Ewan Shout Creek weight room where it all started. You know, nothing can go bad when that happens. Exactly. Well, well, going forward here, um, what what's your timetable for your for your injury? And you no, know, obviously the NFL season's about half over, a little more. So what what's your time frame and uh your your plans going forward? Yeah. Um you know, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty, they're sticklers as far as speaking about injuries. So I can't talk too much in depth, but I'm just, I'm, I'm on a good, you know, they kept me on IR for the season. They put me on season long IR. It's a injury I covered from in surgery and potentially played in four months, which would have left me with like four games in the season, but they just decided we're going to put them on season long and I'll be fully healthy. You know, by the time anything rolls around in the spring that we have to do, I'll be fully recovered by then and um yeah it's going really well you know i've been happy i'm I'm back to running back to lifting so it'll be a a great recovery we're on a good path and everything will be good by the time you know i have to get back on the field here in the spring and summer summer wise you have some time off where you can get back up to bruce's yeah we'll be i think so like the last last year's schedule they got they're off uh, when the season ended until mid-April. Then they lifted, strictly lifting for like a, two weeks, and they got conditioning for two weeks, and then and they were able to get on the field for two weeks. And then the rookies come in, and then they get to four weeks of um, OTAs and then mini camp. So then after that, you have time for about a month to go home. And I'll definitely be back up. You know, summertime is the best time up there and do some fishing, do some do some good old Ewan Trout Creek stuff. What would that be? <laughs> I've never engaged in any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, yeah, I should have worded that a little differently, you know. They, yeah, yeah. We're uh, we got the Tech Saginaw game tomorrow, and then I'm heading to heading to our camp in in Ewan for a few days, so I'm looking forward to that too. But Jake, we appreciate the heck out of you coming on with us again, man. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. I just got to tell you, <clears throat> the last time I saw you. You know, you're down at the UP All-Star game and uh, the, just the interaction with you and all those little kids and how you just made every one of those kids feel special. 
I, I didn't watch you sign their shirts and their balls and their what hats, whatever the heck they're signing. And I just got to think that a lot of those kids on that first day of school were pretty pleased to wear that T-shirt that's had Jake Witt's autograph on there. And, you know, so proud for you. So I want to just commit and say how much I appreciate the character you have and the work ethic that you have demonstrated and every single person, not only our tens of fans who listen to our podcast, but everybody in the upper peninsula is, is so happy for you and, and want to see you succeed. I appreciate that. You know, I really do. And that's kind of something I want to make sure I, I really hit home with. It's just, you know, kids, especially the upper peninsula ones, you know, as I was one of them growing up not too long ago and, I know what kind of things you know, make them happy. So it's, it was really cool being part of that. And I plan on, you know, helping out with it a lot more in the future as well. Awesome. And just so you know, when we started this whole thing, all we had was can koozies. We're into the t-shirt and hat business right now. So we've grown too, Jake. Oh man, I might have to, you got those for sale. I might have to pick, uh, pick some up. Well, an online store, but I don't know if we close it again. Yeah, the online store is open currently right now. It'll be closed by the time this thing airs. But yeah, we'll have to you have to check out check us out on social media. We're big time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I will. I you know I I got you on Twitter. Don't you worry. I'm gonna have to check uh check that store out. So yeah, yeah. Things, things haven't changed just for you since we talked last. <laughs> believe me. Yeah, we're uh we're, we're no, the, you... the show business really taken off. But uh, th Jake, again, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Great to chat with you guys as it always is. And, you know, we'll keep in touch. Good luck. Thanks. I Yeah. Appreciate it. Crouchy's Corner is brought to you by Level Up Branded Apparel, the official provider of SS3TP. See Brendan or Sean for all your organization's embroidery, screen printing, or personalization needs. Visit us at levelupembroidery.com. And now it's the time for our tens of fans to make some cash here, Oge, and we go with a wager talk with Oge. I took a little heat last week. I, a few of our listeners reached out to me and weren't very pleased with uh, my advice last week. I don't even remember what it was. Do you? I have no idea. I don't really listen. I don't remember a lot from last week, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> you'd be the wrong one to ask. Did they uh, try to whap your peepee? Um, I got to find Oh, we had a, a Mr. Uh, Mr. Wilson from yes. Lord was not happy with your prop picks. I do recall this. Yeah, exactly. What, <clears throat> let's see, let's see, let's see what he said. Oh yeah, that was it. Dobbs to throw a pick. Pollard carries. Pollard yards. Oh for three. Well, you hit that one on the park, eh? Hey? Yeah, <laughs> that worked out great. But you know, like all good ball players who go over three. Hey, there's another day at the ballpark. Well, what you could have done is taken my actual picks when you and I went head to head because I would have made you money there. Yeah. Um, and I'm planning to make some money for some people today, so let's get after it right Heck now. Yeah, brother, let's now, go. I'm thinking of my all my uh, Green Bay Packer and Detroit Lion friends, so that's where we're going to go with the props right off the bat. Are you doing your picks now, or are we doing our picks? I'm just going to do my my picks, and then we'll go into the okay ours. Seeing, seeing I'm looking right at it on my sheet here. We don't want to lose those things and annoy some of our listeners. Yeah. Aaron Jones, touchdown. I think that's going to be a lock today. I like that for the Packers. And uh, that Jaden Reed, the rookie receiver. Yep. Let's go with over 33 and a half receiving yards for him against the Chargers. Today. I like those. We've got some friends. We've got some of our tens of fans will be at that game today. Too. Yep. Well, hopefully they're listening right now and they can still in Michigan so they can pull over and place that bet. Now I'm guessing they're in the parking lot already. All right. David Montgomery, or Lions. 
Um, touchdown for him. I think he's going to get in the end zone and over 48 and a half rushing yards for David Montgomery in the Lion game today. I like, I got to be honest, I love those picks right there. I, I really Well, thank do. you. The Lions got the Bears at home. Um, and what's his face is back? Fields? You got him to throw an interception? Well, I don't. But I did see his his rushing yards are at like forty eight and a half too, which I thought might be over on that. But I I he stayed away because be he's running. coming back with that he's injury. He's not going to be running. Yeah, and and so those are those well, are good. the props that I like. Well, man, bud, let's get after it today. Uh, Houston minus five. Let's start right now because last week I took the lead again. I was two and one, no, uh, two and a push. <laughs> two zero oh, and one. Two zero oh, and one was my record last week. Well, I get um, to pick first this week, don't I? Is that how we do it? I have no idea. So I'm 14-9-1 right now. I, I won with Pittsburgh and Minnesota, and then I pushed with the Chargers a, the three-point game. You, on the other hand, you won your San Francisco bet, and then you lost Seattle and Baltimore. So you were 1-2. Put you at 13-11 for the year, and I am at 14-9-1. You have the box. Crouchy. Okay. Uh, let's take a look here. Oh, I'm I'm looking on ESPN here. We'll see what we got here. You got your odds pulled up and all that stuff. I do. DraftKings once again. This will piss Jesse off. Yeah. I'm on DraftKings and you're on ESPN. That's all right. Um, we're gonna and again we go with yours because I trust you. You said you got some great picks. Okay, I'm gonna take. Oh man, that's up there. I wanted. I'm I'm, I'm gonna take the Chargers minus three at Lambeau. Boy, I knew a you're bitter, gonna... bitter Packer fan. Well, you know what? That's one that I'm going to either win or if the Packers somehow pull that game off, I'll be happy. So you got, uh, what are they, L.A. Chargers? I have food holes. Hard to keep track. They are minus three at Green Bay. That's your first. All right. Um, I think I'm going to go... Ride that hot hand with the Houston Texans. Houston is minus five and a half against the Cardinals. I see the Cardinals do have your little boy, Kyler Murley, <laughs> <laughs> that you successfully spit that name out last week um, or two weeks ago, whenever that was. Oh, but boy. I got Houston minus five and a half today against Kyler Murley and the <laughs> Cardinals. Nice. That's a good pick. Well, you're on fire today, Oge. I think if you get out, out in mobile one, you might shoot a deer even. I'm going to go, boy, I'd like to take that lion. Uh, screw it, lions. Like the seven and a, I hate the seven. Seven and a half and three and a half are the worst numbers you can ever play, but I'll uh, take the lions. They're minus eight on DraftKings. What, what's the difference? Of, seven and a half, eight doesn't make a difference to me. Well, it could be a push. <laughs> well, then we'll both <laughs> do something, something in one. All right, so you got Detroit. Um yeah, I think I'm going to go to Cleveland. Holy cow, you're crazy. Um, Cleveland is at home. I mean, Pittsburgh just finds ways to win, huh? They're like Iowa. God. They're like the Iowa of the NFL. That's a hell of a comparison. Um, but they're not going to win today. They're at Cleveland. Cleveland's been really playing well, uh, although... The massage guy's out. Yep, yeah. he's done. That's um, a good investment that the Browns made on him, hey? My God. What a waste case that guy what is. What is the biggest waste of money, signing him or firing and paying out Jimbo Fisher? Oh, I saw that. Holy mackinac. Anyway, Cleveland minus two at home against Pittsburgh. Okay. I was going to stay away from that one. 
How about, boy, that one's up there too, hey? Your Cowboys are 10 and a half. Yes. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the Jaguars. I got them six and a half here. Is that what they are on DraftKings? Uh, seven. Really? Yeah, so you're okay. getting full touchdown. Okay, hold on then. Um, boy, what are the 49ers at on DraftKings? 49ers are 13 and a half. Okay, I'll take them. I'll take them. I, I can't do that. Yeah, 13 and a half, I'll take 49 San Fran, 13 and a half against Tampa Bay. Yeah. And I think I'm going to take my third and go with Washington. I like that one too. Commanders but... are, it's a lot, but for a team that's not great, but the Giants are just a train wreck right yeah, now. They sure are. So I, I think they can win that by 10 points. Washington's minus nine at home, um, so I got them to cover there. Anything else? Um, not much. I, I got my props out there for people. Did you ever do the ones with the, all those quarterbacks to take in or throw interceptions or anything like that? I did not know. Because that's one. Boy, you just got to think some of those guys. Well, you were the one that led me into that Dobbs thing last week. Yeah. He, but he got hurt. No. No. That was the week before. That, that was, right? He came in the week before. Yeah. The Vikings got a little something going right now, it seems like. Yeah. How about, uh, like, Justin Fields to throw a pick today? Kyler Merkley. <laughs> I mean, those guys. And doesn't, uh, who else has a, a new quarterback? I don't know. Who, yeah. Who's. Who's the quarterback for Giants, for the Giants right now? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. What's his face out? Who knows? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, I, so, but it'll be interesting. Um, like I said, I hopefully ho hopefully my Packers can beat your Chargers at Lambeau, but if they don't, I'll get a win there. Yeah, and that's a 1 o'clock game, I believe, right? Yes. The Cowboys yes. are a 1 o'clock game as well against Carolina. So, yeah, it should be a fun day in the NFL. Wager Talk with Oge has been brought to you by the Vision Clinic. We offer a wide selection of eye care products, including eyewear, sunwear, and contact lenses to fit your specific eye care needs. Our mission is to provide quality service and products at reasonable pricing. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Give them a call at 906-482-6800 to set up an appointment. All right, let's hit the mailbag. And I'm going to let you decide because i got to be honest, I couldn't care less. We we got some ridiculous questions from Dirty Eddie and Waukesha last week that we did not get to because we were running late. Do you want to tackle those right now or do you want to wait till the end? I, I think it's always better to get Ed out of the way as quick as possible. Okay. So you, let's... You, why don't you got him pulled up there? It's, uh, yeah, let's take care of him. So the first one, he says, since there is clearly no focus on sauna during this podcast, We've talked about that a number of times. Why does that always come up? I don't know. I think I think people are just trying to get under our skin. All right. He says, I'll take the lead and get Sauna back front well, and center. That, that Ed, he's a leader. You have a Sauna conversation with two of these people. Who do you pick? And what is the one question you would ask each one? Got it? Oh, is this one? And so he had a big list of people. Here. Yeah. So the list that he has... All right, let me pull up this list so you don't have to read them. Okay, unless you want to, yeah. Well, you got to read them. Okay. You got to pick two. Mel Tucker. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what question I'd ask him. <laughs> it would be a little awkward in the sauna. Um, Charlie Baker, who is the president of the NCAA. Aaron Rodgers. Jim Harbaugh. Craig Council. Kurt Herbstreet. Dame Willard. John Smoltz. Steve Mariucci. Dean Blandino, Matt LaFleur, <laughs> Jerry Jones, Joe Burrow, Olivia Dunn, and Connor Stallions. 
Is Olivia Dunn that little gymnast? I, I That's who that is. Yo, I'll start with that. You, first of all, you shouldn't be in the sauna with a gymnast. That'd be creepy. Why? No, I'm just kidding. That, and no creepier than some of the... So we got to pick two of these? Yeah. All I'm, right. I'm starting with Olivia Dunn, and I have no idea what question I would ask her. Yes. Why are you in the sauna with me? <laughs> start with that one. Yes, I guess I would ask her the question, why are you in the sauna with Olivia Dunn? All right, so that, that's that's my choice, number one, and I would yeah ask her what in the hell she's thinking. All right. Are we? Are you doing two, or are we going to alternate? Um, we'll alternate. You're up. All right. Um, I'll go with Jim Harbaugh. And guess what question I'm, I'm going to ask I him. bet you that would be an intense sauna. Oh, yeah. It? So my question to Jim Harbaugh is, why are you wearing a hat in the sauna? <laughs> and his whistle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why do coaches have whistles? Do you know he has chickens? Well, of course. Why wouldn't he? Well, do you remember years back when he, he had came out and said that he doesn't eat chickens because they're a nervous bird? He's changed his mind on that now. So he raises, he raises chickens. Why do coaches wear whistles during games? They don't. Only our coach does. I've seen other coaches have them too, but all right, yeah, I'll ask him why he's got that that full Schembechler hat on in the sauna because you know he would have it he on would, in there for sure. All right. Um, Although the time I the time that I met him, he did not have a hat on. I am not taking a sauna with Jerry Jones. I do not need to see that. <laughs> I got Olivia Dunn walks out and Jerry comes in. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, God, wouldn't it be? I, no way in hell I would listen to Aaron Rodgers. He's probably got some theory on. Yeah. I think I'll I'll go with that Stallions. I got to meet this dude. I mean, you got to give him credit. He did his job really well. So I think I would probably sit down with little Connor in there and and just discuss the ins and outs of how we went about his uh, perfecting sign stealing. That would be good. You probably get get him. Be, this is obviously before the the thirty for thirty comes out on this too, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. Okay, that's a good one. I'm gonna go with my other one. I'm gonna I'm gonna get John Smoltz, and we're just gonna sit in a sauna, and we're gonna BS about the the '90s Braves and what his thoughts are on. You know, I want to get the inside scoop on some of that stuff that went down with those guys. Yeah, obviously, they only won the one World Series, but I, I think I'd have a good time talking with Smoltzy. Sounds good. Decent question from Ed. Not really. I, but I, he's but got I, another one here. Is it a question? Oh, boy. Here you go. All right, guys. Why can't you get the volume correct in your segments? Last week, I wore the volume button out in my car because I had to turn it up all the way to hear Crouchy talk during the car ride and then almost all the way down because Oge was yelling, asking for directions and overall distracted. I'll bet the – that was a few weeks back now. Yeah, that was the – I'll, I'll bet the over on 50 times that I had to adjust my volume last week during that segment. It's loud and soft and loud and soft. On top of that – Crouchy clearly does not know how to silence his phone because that interrupted this week's episode, which was annoying. Um, thoughts on getting back on track? And while I'm at it, can we get Oge some sort of organizer so he can track his notes? <laughs> listen to him fumble through that segment and then thinking he was wrapping up, listen to the lyrics and the sponsored part was perhaps a low point. Does he need more prep time? Eddie. I got to be honest. I should really take a picture of this table right now. And put this on Twitter so they can see what your organization system looks like. Do it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we, we apologize for that already. We apologize for that already. Um, the mic the mic did not work. <laughs> we'll have to get that on the Twitter page this week. Um, and then and as far as... We're not apologizing to him. 
No, we already did to our listeners ahead of time. Yeah, this, we posted it. Um, and my phone going off. This is it was not my phone going off. My phone runs through my computer, and somebody was trying to get a hold of me on very urgent stuff, and it just came on at the time. So I apologize for that as well. But I thought he'd be hammering on us for basil barking and. Remember that a couple weeks back? Yeah, that was, yeah. We didn't hear from Eddie on that one. Yeah. Must have been another IPA Saturday for that boy. <laughs> so is that a question? Is, was that the question? I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, here's, this one says, I don't know if this is more of a comment or a question, but two things in college pro football are annoying me. One, if you are going to wear a mouth guard, put it in your pie hole <laughs> and don't let it dangle. Two. When did line of gain become a popular saying? I have never used the term line of gain in my life. This is Jesse and Appleton, huge Shane Burkar fan. Boy, he's sucking up again, eh? Yeah, I, the line of gain thing, that is annoying. I don't, I don't even, that. I don't, I've never heard that. You've, they say it all the time. Joel Clatt must have said it four times yesterday in that Michigan game. The line of, line, what does it mean? The yard line, if the line of gain to get a first down. Why does that annoy people? Well, it's just all, all of a sudden it's out there. I mean, it's like the new catch term that they use in these games, and it, it annoys me too, and I don't blame Jesse one bit for being pissy with that. Oh, okay. I guess, I, I guess I'm ignorant to the whole thing. So, And that the mouth guard thing, I couldn't care less in football, but you know where it annoys me? I'm watching kids in basketball. Oh, yeah. Well, Steph Curry, his is always hanging Yeah, if you're going to wear it, wear it. Yeah. I don't know. The mouth guard thing is... Anyway, are we done with Jesse? We're done with that question. All right. Okay, Scrapyard's back. He's been... Oh, it reminds me, I got something for Scrapyard. I got to get, get back to him. If you could return that, I'd appreciate it. Okay. As a sometimes avid listener to the podcast, can you be a sometimes avid listener? I keep wondering why there isn't more sauna talk. Oh, oh good Lord Jesus. Is there anything in the works for an on-the-road sauna segment where you two highly opinionated guys critique different saunas each week? Now we're getting somewhere. This could be good. Or maybe just your opinions on the perfect sauna setup, such as a steam room ceiling height dimensions, changing room type of wood, etc., etc. Scrap art from Centennial. Yeah, that's actually a decent question. A little road trip sauna expose I think I think he's onto something there yeah he's got an actually a unique little uh I've heard of, door in his sauna I've heard of this that I've might be that it. might need to be a stop um yeah I, I gotta give the guy credit there that's actually a decent question I was a little thrown by the initial part of it but um this as far as ceiling height or you know dimensions that does annoy me a little bit because there are a few saunas where you could put three people on top of your shoulders in there. Yeah. You know, you still have room to the ceiling up there. You don't need all the heat six feet above your head. So I've seen that in some saunas, which is a a flaw. Well, you come by, you come by that one honestly that, that's too. That's a design be, flaw. Um, if you recall, when I had the camp, we put that sauna in out there. Your dad came out there one time and was annoyed. Oh yeah. Because remember, we just had the one lower bench. Yep. So all that wasted heat. So he came, he literally came out there and built a second level in there. Yep, he fixed that little problem. So that's that's good. Um, dimensions of the changing room. I don't I don't really have any idea. No. It's nice to have some space in there. I guess you're not 
Yeah. Know, touching dinks, trying to get her own stuff in there. <laughs> Here we go with the malfucker stuff well, again. Um, so yeah, some space. But I, anyway, that, I think I think the scrapyard has did well with this question. Well, I think, the, but you know what? I think he backhanded wants us to check his off because he's got. That's probably it. Then you can search for that fridge door. So, yeah, that's good. Okay. You got one more? Well, we have a couple more, don't we? I don't know. What about, oh, that's the same one. I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. A little distracted with uh, organization <laughs> issues here again. Uh, we should get you a date planner. Here comes the Judd celebrating his uh, cash winnings. Did you pay him? I paid him. You did, hey? So you know how to Venmo out? Well, he said he got it, so I guess that's what matters. Um, yeah, Travis Kelsey traveled to Argentina during his bye week to watch Taylor Swift perform. What is the farthest you have ever traveled to impress a girl? Silence in the room, Studio One. Huh. You want to go first or you want me to? You go first. Not all the way to Phoenix like some people I know. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> let's yeah. see. Uh, I would just have to probably a you know a three and a half hour to and from day trip, probably. I don't know if there's ever been longer. I'm just thinking the Stevens Point, you know, mm -hmm. this distance from there to you and whether I was going there or back, I don't know. That's probably all I can come up with on that one. Yeah, I don't know. What about you? Well. Beth, never, Beth lived right down the road. Yeah, so they really never traveled. I mean, we, we've been together for 30 years. So, But I do got a good story that kind of ties in with this. Back to our days in college when we were not married. And this is actually a great story. This is, this is actually one of the, the, maybe the stupidest things we ever did, but it was one of the funniest things we ever did. It was I think it was must have been a Thursday night, and we were down at the local tavern. Wait, did you tell this story last week when you were drinking bourbon? About what? This story. About the bike? Man. All right, we'll have to apologize. If this story was... Is this the one where we rode the bike? If this story was told last week, then we got to apologize, but I, I got to... You don't remember the story? Well, go ahead and tell it. The one when we left the tavern and rode the bike down the street? Yeah. Did, did I tell that last week? Well, that's what we're both wondering <laughs> yeah. here. You might have. Yeah, no, the time when we left the tavern, we're just going, trying to get back to my place, and all, all we had was a bicycle, and rode that down 4th Street with no air in the tires, double on this little tiny bicycle, right down Frat Row. Maybe you just told me this story, and it wasn't actually on the podcast last week. Yeah, it was, I mean, her and I rode this double on this little tiny bike down 4th Street from to get to, back to my house, because we didn't have a, we couldn't drive. And uh, all the frat parties going on, and there are people yelling, "Do a wheelie, do a wheelie!" And <laughs> nobody egged you. No, no, we don't. People don't. People don't do stuff like that. But yeah. yeah. So if if he told that story last week on the podcast, we apologize because, like I said, we were under the influence <laughs> of bourbon. <laughs> that bucks and booze really got us, eh? Located eight miles south of Lake Linden on the Bujack Road, the Dreamland Restaurant's your choice of great dining. Family owned and operated for over 100 years. Whether you're in the mood for Mexican Monday specials, burgers, pizza, or Friday fish fry, Dreamland is your next stop. Did you notice that Jesse used the word pie hole in those questions? I saw that, yep. Yeah, he must have been on the IPs as well. So how about a little uh, listen to the lyrics, Oge? We're ready for it, huh? 
All right. We are. Listen to the Lyrics is brought to you by Keweenaw Auto Body, located on Pine Street in Calumet. They are your choice for quality collision and body repair since 1966. They are open 8 to 5 Monday through Friday and 8 to 12 on Saturday. Give them a call at 906-337-1203. There's people that listen to the show only because of our Uper accents. You know that? They get a kick out of it. Really? Yeah, I've heard that. Is that socially acceptable? I didn't even think we were that bad, but... Should we be have our feelings hurt? All right. Should we whap their peepees? There you go again. Can't get a show in without you saying that. Anyway, listen to lyrics this week. So we're going to go back to John Prine. And uh, I was in the mood to listen to him on Friday night, which kind of led me to this song. We did a couple of his earlier, not we, I did a couple of his earlier on the on the podcast, way back when, I think. But anyway, if you went to any random John Prine album, it wouldn't take much to pick out a song. I mean, his his stuff qualifies for this segment like nobody else. Very simple, clear, clever lyrics, his distinctive, tough, gravelly voice. And I don't even need to comment on this song because you gave me the live version and Prine himself explains his thoughts and the meaning of the song. So pay attention and enjoy The Other Side of Town. Well, why don't you share that with us? And this one's for you, Luke. This song is about a man who, over a long period of time, uh, has developed this very special ability to travel in his mind, particularly when his wife starts going on just a little too long about something he hasn't done. Must you always quit? <laughs> I blew it from the beginning. <laughs> Actually, that's all I had, just the story, you know. No song at all. <clears throat> I know why I couldn't do it. <clears throat> I forgot to mention to you there's absolutely nothing autobiographical about this song. <laughs> It's a disclaimer, my, my wife made me put it in there. Okay, here's the long version. Must you always seem to criticize me? It seems like everything I do just turns out wrong. Why don't you come on out and despise me? So I can pack my bag and baby, I'd be gone. Remember when you used to call me honey? Well, I turn around and call you honey too. 
You might think it's a joke, but it ain't funny to hurt someone who's so in love with you. A clown puts his makeup on upside down. So he wears a smile even when he wears a frown. You might think I'm here when you put me down. But actually, I'm on the other side of town. My body's in this room with you just to catch an hell. But my soul is drinking beer. Down the road is fell You might think I'm listening to your grocery list But I'm leaning on a jukebox And I'm about halfway there A clown puts his makeup on upside down So he wears a smile even when he wears a frown you might think I'm here when you put me down But actually, I'm on the other side of town Sitting on a chair just behind my ear Playing dominoes and drinking some ice cold beer When you get done talking I'll come back downstairs And assume the body of the person you presume who cares A clown puts his makeup on Upside down So he wears a smile Even when He wears a frown You might think I'm here When you put me down But actually I'm on The other side of town I'm across the river On the other side of town in my mind, I'm going to the dog racing side of town. Okay, so as we continue to go through the different Mount Rushmore cities, last week we hit on Chicago, and this week, Oj, you want to take a, a trip out west to the Mile High City and address Denver? Yeah, let's see what we got for the for the Denver area and their Mount Rushmore. I think. Well, right off the bat, we got to start with Elway. Elway is the easiest one on so that, the planet. That's a no-brainer. John Elway is is on there, but then from there, there's some debate. Um, I don't think Denver's as cut and dried as, as Chicago or Boston or anything like that. Well, yeah. First of all, I mean, how long have the Avalanche been around, right? So they don't have that tradition of 100 years of baseball like Correct. some of these others. But um, I, I kind of had to cheat a little bit because I was thinking, well, who is the greatest Colorado Rocky of all time? And I never thought of this guy. I think Dale Murphy played at the end of his career for him. 
No, Re- he did not. Um, I think he did actually for a year. They were around then. That's a good point. I, I, yeah. Anyway, uh, Todd Helton, what a hitter. Yeah. So he he popped up right away as the greatest Colorado Rocky of all time. Um, now, does that put him on the Mount Rushmore? I don't know. But that's one name that came up. What else were you thinking? How about the hockey? Well, the hockey is what I think of. I mean, right off the bat, <clears throat> like the hockey and the baseball haven't been around that long, right? Like you Correct. said, they don't have the 100 years. So do you put does basketball and football take precedent? I mean, you go to football, are you going to – I mean, could you put two football? Could you put Terrell Davis on there? Could you uh, put Carl, a... Carl Mecklenburg? Number 77. Yeah. He's an ugly man, hey? Boy, yeah, that's a that's a good point. We could go with a couple couple football. Um, I'm trying to think of who else that would be though for Denver. Probably Terrell Davis. I mean, he, he, short window, but man, did they, they sure yeah, did yeah. a lot in that short time period. Well, let's let's stick with Elway. We got Elway, obviously. The hockey. I. I what about uh, the one that came to mind was Joe Joe Sakic. Joe Sakic, and the other one is is Patrick Waugh. I always liked Patrick Waugh. You like saying wah? Well, because it looks like it should be Roy. Goalie. Yeah. How about the NBA? Is it too too early to put the Joker up there? Well, that's another thing, too. I mean, he's, he's obviously got future Mount Rushmore. I mean, we could probably carve his carve a spot on the on the mountain for him, but do we put his face there yet? I think you do. He's they just won the title, and he's been a two time MVP, so he's going on mine. So I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go out there. I'm gonna. I think you're gonna sprinkle one from the Avs and uh, the Colorado Rockies. So I got Todd Helton, Joe Sakic, John Elway, and Jokic. I'm gonna go with Patrick Wall over Sakic, my hockey one. But I think, yeah, like I said, it's hard to it's hard to put a, a second football in there if it's Terrell Davis. Again, great player, thorn in the side of my Packers back in the day. But who's the next greatest Denver Nugget? Dan Issel, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, Alex English, Alex English, you could make a case for hell of a scorer. Yeah, he sure was. They didn't win though. You know, they didn't win a lot when he was there. How about one of the greatest names of all time? Didn't Kiki Vanderway play for them? Kiki Vanderway, or was he in in the front office or something there? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think that list is good. I would probably put Patrick Waugh just because I remember the, I used to watch the the Wings and the Avalanche battle back in the back in those nineties and stuff like that. Him so, and Osgood had that fight. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, that was that was good. When uh, Claude Lemieux took the, the cheap shot and then they dropped the puck. On and Chris I, Draper got. I think he had to get his jaw wired. Yeah, those are. I actually watched some of that stuff back then. That was fun. Yeah, the puck drops and one puck and eighty five pairs of gloves and helmets yep. went flying and. And everybody knew it was going to happen. Everybody knew it was going to happen. So uh, we'll do another another city next week. And so this has been kind of fun. We'll figure out that later on. Uh, what do we got coming up this week? We got a big week this week. Do we? Yeah. Thanksgiving. So you got Thanksgiving football games. And then Friday is college football. There's a lot of college football games Friday. Yeah. Well, including the big one on Saturday that we got to deal with. So. Uh, yeah, should be a fun week. Looking forward to the games on Thanksgiving Day. Um, I don't know where the NBA is going to take us. The Bucks have won a four in a row now. They had a good win mm-hmm. last night. We'll see what see what they got going for the week. But yeah, looking forward to Thursday. 
Cowboys, Lions, typical games on Thanksgiving, and then lead us into the to the Saturday showdown with Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah, and then high school football finals on mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday this year, which is still a point of annoyance with me. Uh, it's also getting to the point we we got some previews coming up. Yeah, we're gonna have to get that get those meetings taken care of at some point, but we want to get a little high school boys basketball preview, get some coaches on and, and talk about their teams, um, as well as high school hockey. I have no idea what I'll be able to add to that, but it should be entertaining. Well, I'm sure we got some people that want to share their wisdom with us. Girls basketball too? Yeah. we. Jeez, oh, how did I leave that out? We're going to be busy, hey? Just, I mean, our, our football preview and volleyball preview got rave reviews. A lot, I know a lot of people enjoyed that, so... I mean, we're only two people, but we'll see what we can do to get get that going. Because once once those seasons go, I guess the hockey season already did start. So winter goes by fast when those seasons start. But yeah, a lot of stuff coming down the pike. It's going to be a good Thanksgiving week. Hopefully, the weather holds out. Looks like another beautiful day for you to take a nap in your deer blind. Yeah, well, I got to watch the Cowboys today, so I'm only shooting one if he happens to walk into our yard. See you, Oge. Talk to you later, Crochie.